What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, December 12th. Congressman Brian Babin joins me on the podcast today. We are going to talk all about his new birthright citizenship bill and so much more. Plus, Alex Jones makes a triumphant return to X, leaving a wake of liberals melting down in his path. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lay Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, which continues to come under constant attack, uh, just because of the free speech availability here on the platform, please follow the channel down below. Share the live stream broadcast with as many people in your network as possible. Spread the word about the Alec Lay Show and any other show that you watch, particularly here on Rumble. Uh, here in X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, are really the last stand for free speech right now in the United States, at least. So they are coming after Rumble hard. If you use Rumble, you know that all weekend long it's been up and down and up and down, and it's been just come under constant attack. So please, share the broadcast with as many people as you can. Let's get the word out. We know that uh, Rumble is doing everything possible for free speech. X is doing the same with Elon Musk. We're going to talk about that and Alex Jones making a big return to X uh, over the weekend here. And it was all the talk of the town, left just a, a total... Uh, just a field of shredded liberals all over the X platform. So we're going to talk about that. I have Congressman Brian Babin of Texas joining me on the podcast today. It's an honor to have him on the on the program. He is somebody that has a new bill about birthright citizenship. We're going to talk about that, uh, the Bidenomics, uh, the, the crumbling economy, the whole bit, the open borders. So we're going to get into all that. Uh, I will make a guest announcement at the end of today's podcast for Thursday's episode. It is a member of the Senate, so don't find, don't miss out on finding out Thursday's guest. It's going to be a member of the Senate, U.S. Senator, joining me here on the podcast. There's been plenty of them. If you missed out, take a look. Uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh, just last week, we had Senator Steve Dane stop by. So go through the podcast archives and check them all out. So before I bring the congressman on, a couple things I just want to get to here. One. I left you guys on Thursday, and I told you that I would be on the bottom line Thursday night when I left you, and so I wanted to play a couple of highlights, which I usually do when I make an appearance on the bottom line on Fox Business, so I wanted to share a few of the highlights from my appearance there. Now, just to set this clip up, and it's amazing how quick the news cycle flies because some of these stories now are completely irrelevant, number one being the GOP debate. I commented on that on Thursday night's program, as well as Jamal Bowman getting censored. Uh, in Congress. And then the other one was this gender neutral toys that they're starting in January in California. Now, if a retailer doesn't have gender neutral toys in the store, they get up to a $500 fine. So those are the three stories that I commented on. Here was my take. Did you read on that? Yeah, I think uh, okay. Megan Kelly, right out of the gate, she started it off by saying, just so you guys know, you're at least 50 points behind Donald Trump. And I think right after she said that, you could stop the fight. The rest was all nonsense. I think the only thing this thing was good for was engagement farming on Twitter, which everybody took advantage mm -hmm. of, myself included. And I just think that, uh, you know, we see even Chris Christie, who had the whole stage tilted in his favor, he was the one saying, oh, Donald Trump is unfit. <laughs> the thing got out of hand real quick. It was just a shoot and match up there. And I think I don't think it really solved any, any problems. It's Donald Trump's party, and he's the man we need to take us into 2024. Oh, none of them were talking. I find it fascinating that she threw the race card out there. In fact, her colleagues just voted out or threw out, expelled the first LGBTQ non-incumbent that was in there. So was that because they're homophobic or because they thought this guy was guilty, right? The embarrassment for the GOP right here is the fact that they only censored Bowman. They should have yeah. thrown him out. That's what should have happened. Same thing with Tlaib. Well, that's just like my man down there in Argentina. Afuera, right? That's what they got to do. Throw him out. Get him out of there. Expel him. Censorship's not oh. enough. Yeah, penalties of up to 500 bucks, real quick. Well, I would say Mr. Rogers said this thing best. If, you know, uh, if you're born a girl, you stay a girl, you grow up to be a lady. If I was these retailers, I'd get a dollar. Mr. Rogers singing that song and stick it right in the same aisle as they have these gender-neutral toys, which will have to be locked up behind uh, bulletproof glass because the thieves will be stealing them. Well, that's
Yeah, just a quick hitter on those topics. The debate, obviously, I, I think was just watchable, only pure for entertainment. Trump, even the latest polls that came out in Iowa, he's crushing the rest of the field. It's only a matter of time before he takes the nomination. I know they're trying hard with all the indictments and all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't buy into all of it. Trump will be the nominee moving forward. Jamal Bowman should have been thrown out. It's another weakness from the GOP in the House that has a slimmer majority since they ousted one of their own. And this thing in California, what an absolute joke. First of all, what the hell is a gender-neutral toy. Like, what do you consider a soccer ball to be? Is that gender-neutral, or what is it? So I, I don't understand where they're coming from. This is exactly what Gavin Newsom wants the whole country to look like. He, these, these left-wing lunatics, and especially Gavin Newsom, somebody that's got California so screwed up, would love to make this entire country look just like that. And it is turning... I, I just had Dean Kane on a couple of weeks ago. Him and so many other people, lifetime, long-time California residents, had to get out of that state because of the policies of Gavin Newsom, and it's only going to get worse. And God forbid somebody like that gets control of this entire country. So those were the highlights from my, uh, my uh, appearance on Fox business, the bottom line, uh, Alex Jones came back on Twitter, uh, formerly known as Twitter X. Now, obviously I'm going to constantly refer to it as Twitter. It's just easier and makes more sense. But Alex Jones came back to Twitter. This all kind of really came about because Alex Jones was interviewed by Tucker Carlson on Twitter. And the thing was watched, I don't know, 20, 25 million times or by 25 million people. The impressions were insane, as they always are with Tucker when he's on X. And so that led to everybody calling for Alex Jones to get reinstated on Twitter. Now, he hasn't been on Twitter. uh, Elon Musk said because of the whole Sandy Hook thing, uh, Elon referred to one of his own children dying and saying that anybody that profited off of children dying, he will not, uh, you know, condone it. He won't bring him back on because of that specific reason. So after the interview with Tucker and everything blew up, sure you guys all know this all already, he puts this poll up, voted on just about 2 million times whether or not he should bring back Alex Jones, and the answer was overwhelmingly yes, 70% of the people voted to bring back Alex Jones, and Alex Jones was reinstated. Uh, and Piers Morgan seems to be leading the charge of left-wingers that are just absolutely distraught by this. So first of all, here's Piers Morgan talking about how he got COVID last week, right? This is the guy that promoted the vaccine so heavy and told you that you were basically, you were an asshole if you didn't get vaccinated. He called you out. Here's his tweet here. Get the prick, you pricks. Look at this. This is what... Piers Morgan went hard, not just at the fact that uh, the, the COVID uh, vaccine, he the mandate, loved it. This guy wanted you to get vaxxed or to be fired. He wanted you to be out of society if you didn't get vaxxed. You were one of the people that was killing the society by not getting vaxxed. So here he is, Mr. Vax himself. Here he is with COVID. Oh, I just hope I you know get through this. I don't know. It's a bad bout. He's crying and moaning about how bad his COVID is doesn't find the irony the fact that this guy was sticking up for this vaccine which he doesn't take anymore because he doesn't believe it like nobody else does anymore but this guy uh, you know obviously he wanted to jump all over this now of course it's engagement farming like everybody else did off alex jones coming back to twitter everybody was puffing him up everybody was getting in his mentions and that's what you do on x and that's the name of the game but piers morgan was out there now i would argue this i would argue that what piers morgan did what joe biden did What so many people did by convincing you that the COVID vaccine was safe and effective was far worse and did far more damage than anything Alex Jones has ever done or ever said. The people that pushed the vaccine on everybody, that mandated it, that were telling you and calling you out for not getting vaccinated, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, the people, the, the crazies on MSNBC that were just calling you every name in the book and trying to dehumanize you, make you feel like a grandma killer, that you didn't have a soul because you didn't care about your neighbor. The ones that persecuted over not getting vaccinated did far more damage than Alex Jones could have ever done in his entire life with everything he's ever said combined. Because people were killed and people were physically harmed by putting that poison shot into their system because you made them feel guilty about it. And so shame on all these people. Oh, Alex Jones. Was Alex Jones wrong about what he said about Sandy Hook? Of course he was. Does he have the right to say it? Yes, he does. Just like everybody else has the free speech protected in this country. 
So stop with the nonsense. Alex Jones is back on now. Another thing, too, his uh, InfoWars platform on X, that was reinstated as well. Owen Schroyer, who was locked up from InfoWars for being at January 6th, he was released over the weekend. So it was a big, big victory for InfoWars this past weekend. And so there was a lot. You know, obviously, Alex Jones made all the rounds. He was on with uh, Tucker Carlson, as I mentioned. He was on with Charlie Kirk. He was on with uh, Steven Crowder. All the heavy hitters had... Uh, Alex Jones on over the weekend and we're taking advantage of this and it's good to see him back because free whether you like him or not he deserves the place a platform to speak and so if you're going to have all these people that are on there talking about pro-Palestine and and pro-Hamas and you're not going to have Alex Jones on there what, what is the point who decides here so some of this stuff is a little crazy. I think free speech should be allowed. If you don't like it you tune it out. If you don't like it you debate it. You prove the guy wrong and that's the way it should be handled. But we start getting into this you know, what, who should be allowed to speak? What should they be allowed to say? And you're playing a very, very dangerous game. Don't allow them to take away any of these freedoms. And we're seeing them do it. We're seeing this uh, Mitt Romney. Oh, social media. We should take it away. We should ban it. Why? Because it challenges the mainstream media's message. That's why they want to take it away. That's what this is all leading to. And so obviously, you know, Alex Jones, the other guy, um, uh, Cobradi or whatever they call him, uh, Andrew Tate, uh, he, he, you know, he, he's another guy that interviewed Alex Jones. So they've all had Alex Jones uh, over the weekend. They did a uh, X Spaces, which is kind of like the old clubhouse was, where you get on Spaces and you can listen to people talking. So they had all the heavy hitters on there: Elon, Andrew Tate, um, uh, Alex Jones. One of them was Vivek Ramaswamy. And the highlight that everybody was pointing out about this was Vivek leaves his mic on uh, unmuted while he goes to take a piss. So here's the cut. It's promoting an optimistic pro-human future that the science and evidence shows is real and that we need. Gentlemen, I have to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I, I just want okay. to be sort of, uh, yeah, exactly, I want to be clear about Please, my position. I'm, I'm super pro-human, and I mean all humans, uh, you know, humans in America, humans in Somebody's Africa, got their thing Asia, open the and everywhere Somebody's else. Somebody's got their phone open in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Vivek, Vivek, that's, that's your phone, Vivek. I'm not able to mute you. Vivek. Uh, Go ahead, Elon. Um, Sorry about that. So, um, <laughs> well, I hope you feel better. I feel great. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, I love Vivek's response there, as pure as can be. Uh, you know, feels great now, feels better after he did it. This reminded me so much of one of my favorite comedy movies of all time uh, Lieutenant Frank Drebin, Police Squad, Naked Gun. Of the Queen's American Goodwill Tour is complete. And we can all take that the Queen has chosen our city. Indeed, it is for all the people who will be able to share in the uh, celebration. Whoops. Uh-huh. Yeah, nobody did it better than Leslie. The, the Naked Gun series was great. I actually had the honor of doing an interview uh, with the directors of Naked Gun and Airplane as well. Another one of my favorites of all time, uh, David Zucker and Jim Abrahams. I did an interview with them on First Class Fatherhood. They have a book that came out a couple months ago uh, about Airplane. It's called uh, Shirley, uh, Shirley, You Can't Be Serious is the title of the book. So I had them on to talk about that, but their fatherhood journeys and so much more. So if you want, check out that interview on First Class Fatherhood. But again, I think that uh, it's good to see Alex Jones back. So many people were, were there to talk and to give the guy the platform, the space to speak his mind. I think that's a good thing. As we see, they keep trying to target all these things here. Uh, on Rumble, all of it on X. They're coming after Elon. They're coming after him hard. So I think it's important that we continue to have a place, a free speech platform for everybody to speak their mind. All right, so let's turn our attention here now. I got Congressman uh, Brian Babin. He's going to join me here on the podcast. And stay tuned. After the interview, I will be announcing a guest, a uh, United States senator that will be joining me here on Thursday's podcast. Now, Congressman Brian Babin, who's joining me here today, he is a congressman of the 36th District in Texas, where he served since 2015. He is a veteran of the United States Air Force. He was a dentist uh, for many, many years, 30 years of a dental practice in East Texas that he had going on there. And his son, 
uh, went on to become a Navy SEAL commander, Leif Babin, who works a lot with Jocko Willink. I, I've, I've never had Leif Babin. I've got to talk to the congressman here. I've never had Leif Babin on First Class 5. I've had about 70 Navy SEALs on the podcast over there. Jocko Willink including, included, who served with Leif Babin. Uh, both of them were commanders over there of Task Unit Bruiser. And uh, I've had so many people from that actual, um, f- from that group. So I got to find out. I got to get Leif on the show. But his son, uh, Navy SEAL hero, Purple Heart recipient, and many other military awards. So what an honor that must be as well. So Congressman Brian Babin has got this new bill about birthright citizenship. I'm curious to hear all about it. Uh, I think what's going on, obviously, with the open border is terrible. But if you are, if you have a woman that's pregnant, what, it seems like a slam dunk for you to get her here, to have the baby. Once you get her here by hook or by crook, once you get her here, the kid is set. Is an American citizen no matter what. So what, how, what are the loopholes here? I'm curious to hear about what, how this bill can handle this. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the climate change scam. I want to see how the Bidenomics is affecting people down there in Texas, especially as we get ready for the holiday season here and so much more. So stay tuned. At the end of today's episode, I will be announcing a guest for Thursday's podcast. And let's bring in the congressman. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Joining me now, Congressman Brian Babin. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Great to be with you, Alec. Well, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, there's a lot to get to, so let's start with the legislation you introduced Thursday to end birthright citizenship. We got a big problem at the border. We know we're going to touch on that in a minute, but tell yes, me about sir. this Birthright Citizenship Act that you proposed here on Thursday. Well, I'll just tell you this. Uh, birthright citizenship has become an enormous business in this country. Uh, it was it, it, it actually stems from the 14th Amendment, uh, which was written post-Civil War to help uh, freed slaves and, 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 and treat uh, citizens so they will all be treated, uh, treated the same. For a period of years, Section 1 of the 14th Amendment was properly applied as written, and it ensured all American citizens were afforded the sacred constitutional protections that everybody <clears throat> should be getting. Uh, in recent decades, however, the misapplication of specific language in the amendment has led to the implementation of the practice of birthright citizenship of which children born to foreign nationals from illegal migrants to tourists to refugees are automatically granted <clears throat> U.S. citizenship. Uh, it has created birth tourism. Uh, this is a major business. People come in from China, from all over the world, take a vacation. Uh, the, the man brings his wife. Uh, she comes over. She's nine months pregnant. Uh, and she gives birth in the United States. And there is an anchor baby who becomes a citizen and then will enable the rest of the family to become uh, citizens as well. Uh, and over 10 million illegal aliens as an example, uh, have entered America under Biden's negligent watch. And how many of these people uh, that we have that are illegal here today actually came in uh, because of an anchor baby, because they came in and came across the border, uh, flew in, uh, drove in, came through somebody's ranch and and gave birth in the United States just to uh, take advantage of our, our generosity in the United States of America. And this needs to be changed because I think if we can get this into the Supreme Court, into the federal court system, I believe the makeup of the Supreme Court today, Alec, we have a stand, we stand a very good chance of having this whole thing thrown out because uh, it is totally misinterpretation uh, of of the intent of the uh, of, of the Congress and those and the Fourteenth Amendment that was that was uh, drawn up after uh, post Civil War. And, and Congressman, it does just seem like it's a no-brainer that people are taking advantage of this. And you, you'd have to be, tell them, you know, well, you can't blame them for doing it. The, the opportunity is there. If you have a wife across the border that's, uh, you know, pregnant, hey, the, the best opportunity we can do is let's get this kid over to America. Now it's a citizen. And it seems exactly. like, you know, and it's one thing for people that take the time now. You know what you feel bad for is the people that are in the process of trying to take the time to come here legally and don't get here legally before their wife has the baby. And now their kid's not a citizen, but somebody that jumped over the border ahead of them 
now has a kid that is a citizen. So it's those people, I think, that are got to be more mad about this than anything. Now, I know that President Trump tried to he campaigned on this in 2016. He couldn't get it done. He said lawyers said this was a big problem. What was the holdup, do you think, for Trump not being? I know he's pro, he's running on it again this year, 2024, saying he's going to get the executive order done. But what is the holdup you think he had with trying to get this thing through? You know what? I can't speak to that, uh, Alec, but I, I do know that he was interested in getting this thing fixed because it is exploited to the maximum by people who are illegally uh, doing these and uh, unethically at the very least, they should not be doing this. Very few. I can't think of another nation on the face of this planet that allows that type of thing to continue. And my bill will, will, uh, it doesn't. It, it it certainly allows for people to to come in, have children here, and become citizens. But they have to follow the criteria, and and coming in illegally is not one of them. Yeah, I don't think it's too much to ask to follow the law. But now, so what? So what's the next process here for the bill? I know you got a lot, be about twenty co sponsors on the bill. What it, what is it? We got to get through the House. Then does it go to the Senate, Supreme Court? What's the pro? What what is it? What's the road here for this thing to become actually a law here? Well, it's certainly under the Biden administration, it's not going to be signed into law. Uh, the, the Democrats want open borders. They want as many people coming into this country and, and eventually becoming Democrat voters. This is why folks are coming today. Uh, they, they immediately come in. They get on benefits, federal benefits, state benefits. Uh, they, they head for sanctuary cities. There's no interior enforcement uh, you know, that, that goes on uh, to speak of. Interior enforcement is just another word for deporting people who have had their day in court and they have been ordered to be removed from the country. The Biden administration simply does not do that. And I will say this, the very next president that we have, let's hope and pray it's a Republican that will enforce the law and deport the millions, literally millions. We think there's between eight and 10 million people that have already come uh, come across the border under the last three years of Joe Biden. How many are going to come across this next year? I don't know. We may wind up with, with as many as uh, 13 to 15 million people. The next president needs to deport those folks who are here illegally and have had their day in court. Well said. Yeah, you got to stop the bleeding first. Close the border. Start me mass deportation immediately. I want to get to this here. You put this tweet yesterday. Uh, the the administration is reportedly releasing 5,000 illegal aliens a day. That's not counting the thousands of gotaways that successfully sneak into America unexpectedly daily. Biden is enabling the death of America by border crisis, and it must be stopped. Is that what's happening? Are we is America? How do you have a country with no borders? So uh, are we seeing the death of America if we don't get this thing solved? Well, I, I urge uh, all of you, uh, uh, your listeners, to go read the history of the Roman Empire and see what happened to their and, and, and what caused their demise. It was open borders. It was barbarians that poured across their borders and diluted uh, the law and everything else that, that the Romans had. And uh, quite frankly, it's happening in the United States as we, as, as we speak. Listen, my own daughter-in-law is a, is a naturalized citizen, an immigrant from Brazil. And my, my, my uh, family history, we, we, were, we were immigrants as well. This is a nation of immigrants, and I believe in immigration, but it cannot be uh, for political purposes, and our immigration system and policies have to benefit America. They cannot be out there with a blinking sign saying, come on over from all over the world. Uh, we're going to feed you. We're going we're gonna to take care of your sickness. We're going to educate you, and we're going to kick our own citizens and, and uh, homeless veterans and, and people who, who deserve uh, to have the benefits of America by, by, by virtue of their citizenship. We're kicking them out, and we're going to take care of you. And when we give you the, uh, and franchise you with a vote, you just remember it was the Democrats that did all this, and uh, we'll stay in perpetual power. This is what it's all about. It is a Marxist plan to socialize this country is what it is, Alex. Yeah, and Congressman, when you keep rewarding bad behavior, it's going to just bleed more bad behavior. There's nothing to stop it. When you see the bad behavior continuing to get rewarded, well, this guy got across, this girl got across, they got across. Why wouldn't they follow it? So it's it's got to be stopped. And it, you're seeing these Democrat cities that have been Democrat strongholds for decades, like Chicago, uh, which has, hasn't had a Republican mayor in like 90 years. Right. Now the citizens are all in up, uproar over, hey, wait a minute, you're treating all these illegal immigrants better than you are. And so what does the mayor do? Well, now he wants to sue the transportation company that's bringing the 
illegals in instead of telling his boss to close the border. Same thing in New York. He's flying down there telling people not to come to New York. They're willing to do everything except acknowledge the fact that we've got a border crisis and tell Joe Biden, shut the damn border so we can at least stop this bleeding and give us a little relief. I would remind I would remind you that they call themselves they even had signs up. We're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary borough. We're a sanctuary state. And what happens? Now people are finding out exactly what we're experiencing on the border in, in Arizona and Texas uh, with, with people. I mean, look at look at Martha's Vineyard. We sent a few hundred up there from the state from the state of Florida. And they call out the National Guard. It was incredible. And then they they're they're hypocrites. Mayor Adams, the mayors of these big cities uh, up north, that just uh, feel like uh uh, you know, we're sanctuaries and 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 uh, uh, they want to enable this type of stuff until the shoe's on the other foot. And then they're starting to squawk and squeal. And uh, they're seeing that it doesn't work out quite as quite as well for their own citizens. They're taking heat from their own citizens, just as you just uh, just as you mentioned. Yeah, there are no illegal immigrants sleeping behind Gracie Mansion, right? The mayor doesn't have this issue in his own backyard, but he wants you to have him in your backyard. And that seems to be the always the, the common uh, theme for the Democrats. What is the effect there for you, Congressman? Well, I know Texas, obviously a border state. You guys are on the south, uh, southeast there in Texas. What is the effect on the American families, this illegal immigration coming in to your state? It's enormous. Uh, I will give you an example. I'm, my district is from Houston over to the, uh, the uh, border of Louisiana. Uh, I represent eight counties uh, over in the southeast uh, corner. You'd think that we would be uh, uh, immune, but we're not. We're, we have enormous pressures being brought to bear on our school systems, on our hospitals, on our law enforcement. Uh, I, I represent uh, several rural counties. One of them uh, is a rural county in East Texas. Uh, that has a what 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 is called a colonia. Uh, it is a uh, uh, it is a development, a real estate development that that caters to uh, uh, Hispanics. They 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 go out, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, look, we love Hispanics. I'm I'm part Hispanic myself. I have Hispanics in my in my family. I mentioned one of uh, from Brazil, uh, but I will I will tell you this: these are illegals. The, this is this is a colonia in this in this county, uh, and this county has a has a total population of about ninety five thousand in the entire county. Its largest city uh, is about uh, maybe maybe seven eight thousand max. There are between fifty and seventy five thousand illegal aliens. There probably are some legals in there as well that are living in this one area. It has grown to be 33,000 acres, 33,000 acres. It's, it's, it's got a footprint as big as Washington, D.C. in this rural county. And all these kids are being funneled into one school district there. The school district has quintupled over the last uh, 10, 10 years. It is, it is amazing. There's, there's criminal activity. Uh, it, it, it is it is to the, to the point where uh, other people are finally they're, they're moving out, they're leaving because uh, of, of the pressures that are being brought on them. Uh, there's gunfire at night, there are dead bodies, there are kidnapping that an attempted kidnapping uh, several weeks ago. Uh, there were two, two young girls found shot in a car uh, over and over again. You see this, this type of activity. Uh, the, the cartel activity uh, is there. Uh, that's what, uh, and I serve on the, uh, as, as co-chair of the border security caucus here in the house of representatives. I also was appointed by the speaker, uh, to serve on the, uh, the task force on the Mexican drug cartels. Let me tell you something, the briefings I've had, the cartels are alive and well and operating in the United States as we speak. Uh, there's so much money that is being made. The cartels are making billions and billions of dollars on drugs, on human trafficking, the child sex trade, child labor trade. All of this uh, is monetary advantages for the cartels, all caused by the Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas uh, uh, DHS and that administration. It is, it is, but they have blood on their hands. Over 100,000 Americans a year are dying from drug overdoses. 
the criminal activity that happens, uh, D DWIs, people killed on the highways, murders, uh, rapes, et cetera, mayhem uh, by, by folks that, that come in and commit these types of crimes that should not even be here, Allie, should not even be here. Yeah, well, it's an epidemic, and we're watching the slow death of this country by this happening. Just like you said there, this is going to destroy the country. I mean, if this continues the way that it's going and it doesn't stop, it's already here. Like, the enemy's already here. The enemy's in the wire. We're dealing with this already now. And unless we get massive deportation started immediately, I don't see how – it almost seems like we constantly watch these videos on social media where we have these independent journalists down at the border constantly showing you this massive influx of people just storming the border. And then when you talk about it, it's like, oh, there's no uh, – uh, it may, uh, you mentioned Mayorkas. Oh, the, the border is secure. Right. Like the, the way the, it's a shame that we couldn't get this guy impeached, uh, that we put that down. We couldn't move forward with that yet. We're impeaching people in our own house. And it just seems like things are out of whack. And like nobody's like, it's like almost like you feel like, hey, like, let's go here. Red alert. Like, let, let, we got to start moving quickly here. Or we're well, not going to have not a country left. And Alec, let me tell you something else. We talked about the criminal activity, the drugs, the human trafficking, et cetera. One of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous thing, is that we have allowed hundreds of people to come in that are on the terrorist watch list, thousands and thousands of people who are from countries of suspect. And uh, we also know that only it took only 19 aliens uh, to commit the world's, uh, uh, the United States' worst terrorist uh, event in, on 9-11. Only 19. That's all it took. We, how many of these gotaways, millions, millions, of, how many gotaways uh, had, had uh, terrorists in there? People from Syria, people from Afghanistan, people uh, who, who are, uh, uh, you know, wanted to destroy America. Uh, this is what's really dangerous. It's not just, it's not a matter of if, I hate to tell you, it's a matter of when we're going to be whacked again by terrorists that have come across the open borders, not only the southern border, but the northern border as well. We're seeing Chinese nationals come in, military-age males. I have sources down in, in Colombia and in Panama come, and watching the Darien Gap as they come out of South America up through uh, the Darien Gap through Panama and work their way right on up through Mexico and right to the southern border of the United States of America. These are people that don't, they're not here for their, for the good of America, I promise you that. These are people that have ill will. They have, they're, they, they're, they're, they could be uh, communist operatives. They could be Islamists, uh, extremists, and they want to kill Americans. And let me tell you, the blood's going to be on the hands of Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden when that happens. You know, we promised that we would never forget 9-11, and it just seems like more and more we have forgotten it, and we had, it's such a distant memory in this country of how easily we could be attacked, and now from within, we we, we, did, we had it happen once, and it'll, history repeats itself, and we're headed in that direction. You know, I wanted to change direction here, too, because you mentioned the sure. fall of Rome and obviously the you know, the open borders, the barbarians led to the fall of Rome. But you can't really have the discussion of the fall of Rome without talking about the destruction of the nuclear family unit that fell apart at the onset of that destruction. And we're seeing that here in this country because we have got a breakdown of the nuclear family. People are not getting married. They're not having children. They're not pro procreating. We're seeing these fads of young people enjoying themselves, being single, not wanting to get married. We have a fatherless crisis going on in this country. So many kids growing up without a father, without a father figure in their life. And it is you combine that fatherless. You have a godless society and lawlessness on the streets. And those three things together are crippling our society from within, let alone these people coming in now creating havoc themselves. What's your take? I could not agree more. Uh, let me tell you something. The Bible says that God made the made man male and female. OK, he didn't say anything in between. He's talked about the family. A man and a woman will marry. They will procreate, be fruitful and multiply. All of this is, comes from our, our Bible, uh, our Judeo-Christian foundation that this nation was built upon. And we are getting away from that. We have so many pressures. And a lot of this is coming uh, from this, the Marxist movement to try to destroy our the society, try to destroy the fabric of our society, and try to get rid of the of the of the uh, uh, family unit, which is the basis of of our society. And uh, if you can, if you're successful in destroying that, you will be successful in destroying the uh, the country of uh, in which we live. 
And and so I think this is all part of a plan uh, to 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 disrupt the, the fabric of society. And then Marxists are very, very adept at trying to come in during a crisis, try to pick up the pieces and become an absolute uh, despotic government of totalitarianism. This is the way they operate. They then when that happens, they take away your weapons. We have a second amendment. We have to be armed to protect ourselves. Uh, and uh, I think this is uh, uh, the second amendment rights that we have, our first amendment rights of free speech, free, uh, freedom of worship, uh, the wokeism that, that's being uh, repressing Americans today, the vaccine mandates, all of this plays a part in the destruction of our beloved country. We've lasted 248 years. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's 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 time that America realize that we are under assault, and it's it it it, it seems like it's happened quickly, but the, all the groundwork for this has been laid decades ago, and as as it comes comes up to pass, they become more and more bold, and until they're coming into our schools and kindergartens and preschoolers to show drag queen shows and things like this that you would have never dreamed uh, would be happening that your local mayor or your governor uh, would say, you know, you can't go to work today because we're under a, we're, we're in, a, in a pandemic. You have to wear a mask. Even a, even a three-year-old has to wear a mask. Uh, I mean, these are the types of things that you would have never dreamed of until just a few years ago, three, four years ago when the pandemic hit us. And America is under assault. And let's hope that next year, Alec, we will see some major uh, some major decisions by the American voter. Yeah, a- a- amen to that, Congressman. We are seeing this this whole wokeism has infiltrated every aspect of our life. Obviously, when parents try to speak up about this at school board meetings, they're shot down, they're thrown out, they're uh, they're, they're under surveillance, they get locked up. But also, too, you know, uh, on uh, on my other show, First Class Fatherhood, I've interviewed at least seventy Navy SEALs. I know your son Leif was a Navy SEAL. I, I he right. served with Jocko Willink. I did an interview with Jocko Willink. This thing has inter- even infiltrated the military as well. Because when I, I did the interview a couple of years with Jocko Willink a couple of years ago. And this is when they changed the Navy SEAL ethos to be gender neutral. I said, what's this all about? Why did they change? He had no idea why in the world they would do this. There's never been a female Navy SEAL. There's no reason to, to affect or change the ethos. But they changed the pronouns from him to they and people instead of just saying man. Like, it's like, how could we have allowed this to infiltrate like our most our, our best military forces that we have on the planet? Why in the world it hasn't infiltrated the military as well? I mean, to me, that, that that's out of control. Well, if you've got nationalist Chinese, you've got Islamic extremists coming streaming across our border, coming from countries that are adversarial to us, do they want us to have a strong military ally? No, they don't. They want to weaken us every turn. This, is, I think, is behind this. These wokesters that are in charge of the Biden administration policies and his cabinet positions and on down through the deep state, uh, this is exactly they're, they're doing exactly as planned. And uh, I will tell you this, uh, that the military is having a very, very difficult time uh, meeting their recruitment goals. Uh, they they fell uh, they fell 10,000 short uh, this past year. They project that over the next two years, there will be 40,000 short. No one wants to send their kid to a military that's woke. Uh, that that uh, that uh, looks for for white supremacy behind every bush uh, that says that's the most dangerous thing in the world. Uh, when you know what, uh, America has has not been a perfect nation by any stretch of the imagination. I can tell you, we had slavery here, but you know what, America didn't invent slavery. Uh, and uh, the, the 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 truth of the matter is, they want to destroy the fabric of our society. They don't want us to have a defense. And uh, we absolutely have got to, to, to get rid of the wokeism uh, to, to be a colorblind society. We, it, 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 is, it is high time that we get past skin color. In 1965, Alec, they passed a civil rights law. You're not supposed to hire or fire or grant benefits to somebody on the basis of their skin color. And yet some of our highest institutes of education 
uh, institutions of education and in our uh, uh, academia uh, are doing the they're, they're in violation of the of the Civil Rights Act and the and the and the uh, policies of the U.S. military. Uh, they are absolutely that's racism. You can't call it any other thing besides that. We have to get past this skin color and pull together, or this nation will will not survive. Our black brothers, our our, our people of Asian ancestry, our Hispanic brothers, uh, white, whatever. We've got to pull together as Americans, unite under the flag of the United States, and 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 uh, the, the the Constitution is what our government is based on. Everyone who is elected raises their right hand and swears an oath to uphold the laws and, and the Constitution uh, of this country against all adversaries, foreign and domestic. They are not uh, abiding by that oath to the very top uh, office in this country, the United States president. We must uh, protect the Constitution and our national security. Yeah, you nailed it, Congressman. And also, too, you, you know, you talk, it seems like the Democrats want to have the conversation about slavery in every aspect, except the fact of how it ended here in the country. They don't seem to want to include that in the conversation. Now, hundreds of thousands of Americans died to end it. That seems like the part that they want to leave out when they talk about the slavery. But yes, we do need to come come together because it's it, it's this evil Marxist ideology that you've mentioned that is against all of us. And it's not doing any of us any good. Obviously, now we're in the Christmas season here. We're in the, the, the holiday season, the New Year years Amen. upon us here. Uh, Bidenomics is crushing the families all over the place. I know we're up against the time here, but if you could uh, just, just give me a word on how Bidenomics is affecting Texans this holiday season. Well, Bidenomics, uh, no matter what the Biden administration or the mainstream media says, people are suffering. They're suffering greatly at the hands of this Biden administration and the policies, these economic policies that uh, that they have inflicted upon us. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm going to give you some uh, some statistics. A recent poll indicates that 60 percent of American workers say their income has not kept up with Biden inflation, no matter what Joe Biden and his uh, Democrat cronies say. 401ks, pension plan savings are down 25 percent. Pension plans have lost 12 percent. Credit card and loan debt has skyrocketed. And since Biden took office, prices have risen an average of 17.1%. Look what we're paying for gasoline. Gasoline has dropped off. Kind of kind of weird that it's dropping off a little bit just as we're coming up towards Super Tuesday in March, you know. Uh, that's This is the way they operate, though. Uh, Americans are paying an additional $11,434 a year uh, per family. Uh, to just afford the basics. Prices, as I said, have risen 17.1%. Thanksgiving was the most expensive in history of our country. Christmas tree prices have increased by 10%. And he continues to call this economic prosperity. That is total, I won't say it, BS. That's all I can say. Uh, we, we are being lied to. The mainstream media will not report it. Thank God for you, Alec, and some of the conservative uh, talking heads and news outlets. We appreciate you. Yeah, th thank you, Congressman. Yeah, I also put it like Bidenomics in the tweets looks a lot different than Bidenomics in the streets. And I've got, you know, four kids myself and we are coming up against it. And we're seeing Amen. the effect here, too. I'm a railroad mechanic. Uh, I do this on the side. But, you know, I've been doing that 24 years. Hustle Ubers on the side. It's like we're doing whatever we can. My wife's back to work at the church. We're trying to do whatever we can here. Uh, and we are seeing the effect of this. It's crippling families all across this country. I pray to God that 2024 can get here uh, sooner than later. I'd love to have you back on the show anytime, Congressman. An honor to have you on the show today. Uh, uh, Congressman Brian Babbitt, thank you for giving me your time on the Alec Lay Show. God bless and Merry Christmas, Alec, to you and your Mer family. Merry Christmas, Congressman. Thank you. All right. Honor to have Congressman Brian Babin join me here on the Alec Lay Show. What did you guys think about the conversation? Hit me down in the chat down there below. While you're down there, leave a comment, hit that like button, follow the channel and share the broadcast. There's a lot of directions for you. Any one of those, take your pick. Help me out. Tell me what you thought, though, about Congressman Brian Babin and his interview here. Again, uh, it was an honor to have him on the podcast here, and I keep getting these guests because of you guys and your constant sharing of the broadcast here on Rumble, which is so important. As you see, it's constantly being under attack and pulled down, so we got to keep it going, and we got to fight for our freedom of speech in this country. Uh, what did you think about the bill, the birthright citizenship bill? 
put your comments down below. Do you agree with the congressman? Do you think we need this is something that should be a no-brainer here? Do you think this is something that needs to be edited? Uh, what's your take? How do you feel about it? Uh, do you know somebody that's b- become a citizen because of the birthright citizenship? How has it affected your life, your family? Put the comments down below, or let's get a discussion going down there in the live chat. All right, so as I promised you guys, uh, Thursday's podcast, I will have a senator for you. It's going to be United States Senator Bill Haggerty. Bill Haggerty will be joining me here on the podcast Thursday on Rumble Live, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, let me know if there's any other upcoming guests that you would like to see here on the podcast. Put those suggestions down below, any topics that you'd like to hear. I know that right now it seems like the major thing right now is whether or not Trump is going to be able to appeal Uh, I know that Jack Smith wants to fast track this entire trial. It seems like the goal is here is to make sure they can get at least one conviction on Trump before the primaries, because this way they could say, okay, it'll smash the GOP in pieces. Half the people are going to say Trump shouldn't be able to run now that he's convicted, and half of the people could care less if he ran from prison. So I think that's the fast track here. What, What they want to do is pin one of these indictments to Trump, get a guilty charge on them, where they can finally say, which they've been dying to say all along, is convicted criminal Donald Trump, uh, the, the disgraced former president. This is what the, these are the headlines that they're looking for. This is exactly what they want. And once they get that, it doesn't matter. They're going to be using that. And you're going to have, you're going to really flush out a lot of these GOP people. We see them in the party. They're, they're useless. And so will the GOP crack if Trump gets a conviction? You better believe it. And I think that's the plan all along. I think this is why you're seeing the Democrats heavily, heavily fund Nikki Haley's campaign right now. I think they're banking on, I, I, I don't know which billionaires it is on the left, but they are heavily funding Nikki, Nikki Haley's campaign because they feel like they have two shots at beating Trump, one in the primary and then one obviously in the election, the presidential election. But they would love to try to take him out in the primary. So here's the plan. I see it. If they get a conviction on Trump, they use that. And they. it seems like right now they're putting all their power behind Nikki Haley. It seems like they've sidestepped uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. And it seems like right now Nikki Haley is the one that they're pressing they think has the best chance. Which, obviously, Nikki Haley, the more you listen to her, sounds more and more like she's on the left to begin with. She sounds just like you got to remember here, this is the same party that once nominated Mitt Romney, right? This is the same party that once nominated John McCain. So it wouldn't be no surprise if they nominated like a Nikki Haley. That, this, these are the type of candidates that they want. This is who they want in there. They don't want a Donald Trump. And that's the, so, so many people in this, you know, we really do need a MAGA party that would be, that would be perfect to get. But I know it's very hard to do. But it just seems like there's so many people in the GOP that are there to undermine President Donald Trump and don't want him to be there, whether they say it in secret or they say it out loud. And Trump found that out just during his first term, how many people were actually against him that he thought were okay. And there's a lot of cover-up going on in Washington. As we know, it's, Vivek pointed this out during the debate. During the debate, There's a lot of people that get into Washington, and all of a sudden they're worth millions of dollars. So they get, into, they get into public office where they're supposed to be serving the people, and they get rich off of it. They're multimillionaires. And now all of us are looking like, wait a second here. What, how, is this, how does this help us, the people? You got fat in the wallet. We're over here hurting in the purse. So there's a lot of that corruption going on in Washington. And when you have an outside guy like Donald Trump step in, everybody wants to say, this guy's here to upset the apple cart. We got to pull together and get him out of here so we can all go back to our sweet little deals that we have going on. And that's the story. That's what's going on. And I truly believe they used every tactical, perp, uh, uh, every single tool in the shed to get him out of there, including unleashing COVID-19 onto the public, which all of a sudden shut down the government, which was a BS response to this whole thing. And then they ushered in mail-in ballots. And, oh, wow, look, Trump, who had the whole country flying on uh, cooking, right, on all cylinders, all of a sudden everything got derailed. The economy, the employment rate, everything got shot. And all of a sudden mail-in ballots, Trump gets 11 million more votes than he had the first time he ran and still can't beat Joe Biden, who didn't even, even try to campaign for this thing. So I think they're coming hard for, obviously, for uh, President Donald Trump. And it just, we are in for a hell of a a year. 2024 is going to be insane because they're coming hard for him. And we're going to see, I think it's just a big, big crack in this GOP. Because you have so many people that are supporting uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley. Are those people going to be standing strong and calling for you to vote for Donald Trump after this is all over, after he wins the nomination? Or are they they just going to stay home? 
because they'd rather they'd rather Joe Biden continue to ruin this country or the Democrats, whoever they run, if it's not Joe, continue to ruin this country. Would they rather? It, it, it just seems like people on the left. And I think that if you ask the hardcore, diehard liberal leftist, would you rather the entire world explode or Donald Trump become president? And they would 100 percent. They would say we'd rather the whole world explode. They would rather nuclear war. They would rather uh, the black plague. They would rather any any other option than Donald Trump becoming president. And that's what you have. It's this Trump derangement syndrome. It just seems like there's no way around it. You can't even have a discussion with some of these people. They just immediately have a meltdown. And it's like it's the Trump is the worst thing that's ever happened to this world. And they can't fathom the idea that he's going to become president again, which I can't fathom the way the world survives without him becoming president again. I don't see how we get past it. If we didn't have Donald Trump sitting there, who are we looking forward to? Nikki Haley? She's the one that's going to save the country? Ron DeSantis is going to do it? Ron DeSantis hurt his stock so bad by going against President Trump. He hurt the stock so bad. So I'm going to try to do my best to get as many good guests on the podcast here. So let me know what you think. What do you think about this mess? Put it down there in the comments and let's have some discussion about it. Again, next, uh, not next week, Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Alec Lay Show live on Rumble. I got Senator Bill Haggerty joining me on the podcast. Let me know what you thought about today's interview with Congressman Brian Babin. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the, pro- uh, the program. And uh, share it. Share it in your group. Share it with your contacts. Share it in your circle. This way we can get as many people here into the broadcast as possible for Thursday. God bless all you parents out there and all of you first responders and veterans. God bless America. And I will catch you guys on Thursday. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow. To bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Just like all of you, I never imagined that my pillow could get any better. That's why I haven't changed it in nearly 20 years. Then I heard about a revolutionary new technology, and I knew I had to bring it to you all. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save 50% on the all-new MyPillow 2.0. You can also save $90 on the original MyPillow slippers. Get the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for only $29.98. And get up to 40% off on the Mattress Topper 2.0. Visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. The future is family.